You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody, welcome back to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Us. Yeah, it's us. It's us. I was uh, I was hoping Michael would be on the show tonight because uh, I'm sure he would have he could wax poetic, but uh, about this. But but last night I found out the Humpty Hump died. All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see? So, yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Now, gather round. I'm the new fool in town, and my sound's laid down by the underground. I'm drinking a ball of Hennessy you got on your shelf. So, just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty. Pronounced with the Humpty. Yeah, uh, I was pretty, pretty sad. Did you know multiple Humpty Hump guy songs? I only know uh, the one song. No, there were. Yeah, I I did know more. Definitely a few. Um, he's the one who's saying, "Just grab him in the biscuits." You missed it. I'm the one who said, "Just grab him in the biscuits." That's the other song. <laughs> That's the other song. <laughs> the one song references the other song. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did so, not know that. Yeah, he um, he was only fifty-seven. Old Shock G from uh, Digital Underground. I my I told you guys. I messaged this to you guys last night but it hit me a little bit because uh my my cousin had uh i think he somehow conned my dad into actually buying that for him because i don't think he was 18 quite yet um when that when that came out when that album came out and we went we took a vacation to florida and me and my parents and my cousins uh drove down for uh, another cousin's wedding, and then we went to like Disney World and stuff. But the entire ten and a half hour ride, eleven hour ride to Jacksonville, Florida, from Marriott, Ohio, I swear we listened to that album on repeat. And as an eleven year old child, I probably should not have been listening to that. So um, this pl- this trip you went on listening to Humpty songs. Um... Is this the same type of trip that you and Michael went on a couple of years ago, or same same length of trip? Um, could, could you have listened to this tape again? We, we could have, we could have. Yes, that's for sure. So I figure you're going to see the same family or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I have a lot of fond memories of that. Uh, I uh, Jamie, uh, you know, he sang it every. Uh, Every word he knew all the way down, and every word he didn't knew, no, he uh, he made up. So, um, but we had a good time with it. So, and every every time, even some of my cousins, we all think of that, you know, that song, the Humpty Dance, uh, and kind of associate it with him because that was one of his favorites too. So I messaged him last night and let him know about it. But, but yeah, good times. <laughs> Was this the episode? Are we uh, <laughs> in the episode? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, start we over. Start, we started an episode. Oh, okay. 
I don't know if we well, we got a phone call and all kinds of stuff. So like, we might want to start over. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we started this podcast, we were like, we're going to have a format. We're going to have different sections for different topics and, and all this mm. stuff. And now here we are 275 episodes later and I'm answering phone calls and, and, uh, Right in the middle of it. Who cares? Hey, everybody. <laughs> this is Kapow. I'm Seth. <laughs> hey, let's talk about games. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shut my battleship. <laughs> It's Operation, the Wacky Doctor's Game, where you're the Wacky Doctor. Battery's not included. I am ruined. My turn. Shall we play a game? All right, so... I haven't done this in a while. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I had a reason. So what I A game came out that I... It, it just came out this, this month, but it was right, sounded right up my alley. Short... You know, I like my my perfect game. First off, let's set the stage. I like a what they call <clears throat> walking simulators, which is kind of a pejorative. Like pe- people call them that because they some negatively they don't like it, but that's basically what they're known as. Kind of like the original one you would call Mist. You know, that mm-hmm. would be a walking simulator where you go around and try to solve puzzles and stuff. Uh, I love Firewatch, Gone Home. Um, things like that where you're just, you know, what remains of Edith Bench, the vanishing of Ethan Carter. You're just, you are just walking around trying to solve a mystery, basically interacting with things. And it's usually just a few hours long. Might solve a mystery, might rewrite history. Yeah, true. And (laughs) there was a game that came out that I heard was uh, under two hours. And it had come out on Steam, and I was like, and that it was great. I'd heard it was great. I was like, okay, well, this is perfect. I'm a, I want, because sometimes I start a game and then I'm like, don't have time to finish it. And so a one setting game, okay, let's do it. See, I would, I would not like going into a game and somebody be like, oh, it's, it's going to take you this long to play it. Cause then I would feel pressured. And if I couldn't play it within that two hours or, you know, find the end, I would feel like a total idiot. Nah, I know what you mean. Well, there's lots of, the, almost every video game now is like, oh, this is 25 hours or this is 80 hours. Or, you know, my, I, I, I never, it's never that length for me. It's always way longer for, mm-hmm. for me because yeah. I go look in every crevice and try to get everything before I move on down the story. <laughs> anyway, I know what you mean. I feel like, oh, I how'd you finish that so quickly? This is the only game I played this year. (laughs) Anyway, this game was on steam, which I don't love. I haven't played a steam game for years actually, but uh, which means you just use your computer. Um, uh, It, uh, I'm sure eventually it will come out on something, you know, on consoles or your phones or something, but the novelty of this game, okay. It's called before your eyes. And 
It is played only by blinking. It is played, you play it with your eyes. And I was like, what? This sounds cool. Basically what it is, is you download the game and you calibrate your webcam. Just at any, you know, just the one on my laptop works totally fine. And by calibrating, it's just like if you would set up your TV, like fit it, your box to the corners of the screen or darken or lighten it, you know, like you've done a million times. This, this just is, it shows you whether it registers you're blinking. What are you doing? I'm blinking. <laughs> okay, you're really in my face right now. <laughs> anyway, you when you it'll just show you'll see like a little box fill in when you blink, and it, you calibrate it so obviously when you blink, it registers it, and then you're ready to go. It takes it like thirty seconds. You're set up, ready to go, and it says if at any time it doesn't, you don't feel like it's registering a blank or if it's it's saying you blinked and you didn't you know you can calibrate it, just hit the space bar calibrate it easy fix but I, I didn't really have any problem um but basically the game is you are it's a first person game blinker. like you were huh? yeah, first person shooter now you got a first person blinker yes and you're <laughs> you're looking through you know your person's eyes that's first person and you uh start out as a child and like there you are with uh, your mother and she's giving you a toy or whatever. And you're, it's, you're witnessing a memory basically. And if you when, when a certain things happen, when a certain icon comes on the bottom of the screen, if when that comes on anytime after that, that you blink that, that memory is going to be gone. And it doesn't, the memory, as long as you don't blink, it goes on and you see more of what happened that day. You re, you remember more, you see, you see it goes on, but as soon as you blink, boom, you move on in the story, you're older. And it, now it's a different memory, something's going on. And it's kind of goes with the notion of, you know, blink and you'll miss it. Like, you know, your life passes before your eyes quickly. What do you remember? You know? And it's just such a novel idea, and of course, I mean, I, I wouldn't want—I wouldn't spoil it. So, you know, someday maybe you'll get to experience this game. I would recommend it to any, anybody because it's really short. But you get really involved in the lot—the life of this character you're playing. And you know, I shed tears by the time it was over, which really—they—they're they ready for that. But it's gonna, you know. You're still watching oh, for your blinking, and you're wiping your eyes. And... You got to calibrate the waterworks. Yeah, <laughs> but it is really something. It is a. It's a. It's a very. Uh, you it. You think you're really thinking about this character's story, but then there's some certain moments that you can't help but equate it to your own life, because you go through this person's entire life, and. Of course, you know, there's a lot of common themes that we all deal with. And it's just a, it's a really amazing thing. I can't wait to see what they do in the future with this. But this is budding, you know, ideas of, of ways to play video games. I like when they innovate. And I, whenever the next generation of 
VR comes out, I think this is made for that. Because the one thing you did have to do was aim with your, I use you know the trackpad here on my laptop, but you could use a mouse. You had to aim where you were looking sometimes, but you would activate anything by blinking just when you couldn't stand it anymore. And you had to blink. You're like, ah, I wish I could have seen what happened then, you know. Um, but uh, I could see it being great in VR when they, right now, they, they don't have cameras facing you, your eyes. But eventually, the next headsets, I'm sure, will have those eventually. So when they add those, and then you can just look where you want to, and it's look, watching your eyes, this would be a great VR game. Very, would be even more immersive than this, but it's excellent. What was funny though, is on steam, they have a policy because not everything works for, if you download a game on steam, you may not have the requirements necessary to play it on your computer or some, anybody could put a game basically on steam and, and you know, it's tons of indie games and maybe it's not ready or there's a problem. So if you've played less than two hours of a game, they have a policy. You can just return it and get your money back. And because for whatever reason, it didn't work for you. Um, but this game can be played in less than two hours. So some people, dummies, were taking advantage of that and playing the game and then trying to ret then returning it, you know, just because they could. Well, the developer called out called him out and especially this one user because he had given it a, a great review. Uh, he loved the game, <laughs> but he's like, you, you gave this a great review and then you tried to get your money back. And the guy was like, well, it was less than two hours. And I just, yeah, that was kind of stupid or whatever. And he ended up pledging that he would, you know, buy it again. But what was awesome was the developer was so miffed by this <laughs> that he created another game. And this is just like the perfect troll of gamers. Uh, because gamers love nothing more than an achievement. They like that badge. I, I mean, if you get hundred percent or something on a game, whatever they, or if there's some sort something done in a game that nobody else has done, and they can have it on the front page of their profile or whatever, that they have this badge or this achievement. They live for that stuff. So he created a game called Refund This Game. And it is two hours long. Well, you know, just under two hours long. And it costs $100 to play it. Where the Before Your Eyes was, just, was 10 bucks. Okay. So this game costs $100. And it's just a countdown timer of two hours. And you just sit there. You can come back in two hours. You don't have to sit there all the time. But at, to win the game, to get the achievement, and get your $100 back because you can refund the game in less than two hours. But you can't refund this game until the last five seconds. So, so if you're able to do it, you get your $100 back and you get this badge. If not, you lose a hundred dollars. <laughs> I thought that was the ultimate troll. But it was a wonderful game, and I highly recommend it. It's called Before Your Eyes. Hmm. Okay. 
So that's what you've been playing, huh? Yeah. Blinking. Blinking. I played it one setting. <laughs> I came over from work and played it one morning. Speaking of gaming, I watched... Uh, today, I watched um, Mortal Kombat. First learned about this seven years ago. On a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. When we got there, it tore through our unit in seconds. Target has superhuman abilities. It had the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. Dragon marking. I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. As Mortal Kombat. These are your champions. I'm Sonya. That's Kano. I'm Liu Kang. Name's Jax. Kung La. The fate of Earth is in our hands. It premiered in theaters and on HBO Max. So I took a little time this afternoon because... My friends list, everyone was either really excited about this or had no interest whatsoever. So it didn't seem like... There's not a lot of just casual watchers of this. So I'm curious what your review is. Yeah, and... Are you, are you guys... First off, are you guys Mortal Kombat fans? No, no. The, uh, didn't didn't. So have I would the, be the biggest the, Mortal Kombat. Fan. Yeah, didn't have the Sega system back then, so no, no Mortal Kombat for me. Well, right. I didn't have the, I didn't either. But we uh, went. I remember when it came out in the art, you know, in the gas stations when the original Mortal Kombat came out. There was one Seven Eleven or something. You know, everybody was going down there, setting their quarters on to play. My favorite was Mortal Kombat Two. Hmm. I love that. I love love playing that game, and then you know, just it's been a great series. And now, it got it's gotten out of control. But. And in the history of overreacting and blaming things, this was one yeah. of the key violent video games. This it showed blood, it showed gore, and it was uh, it had parents freaking out to some degree. Yeah. this was too much for our precious children. No, no doubt. Um, Fatalities, yeah. Fat- fatalities, <laughs> flawless victory. Hell uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my biggest, I guess, history with the game would it was actually probably be the. I've talked about that injustice game, um, yeah, one and two. A... It runs off the same Mortal Kombat engine, I think. Um, it's yeah. the same, you know, basic gameplay, different characters, of course, but, um, but I actually. When the original Mortal Kombat movie came out in the 90s, if you remember that cheese ball fest, um, I remember liking it. I watched it a whole bunch of times. I think it was on either HBO or Showtime or whatever we had at that at that point um, on cable. Watched it over and over and over again. It was campy and had terrible special effects, but... I really liked that at the time. So that was my main basis on watching it today. 
And this movie has a lot of the same campiness. Um, the effects are better. It's I'm sure it's a better version, but we talked about some of the, the criticism. They don't, there's no tournament. Like, not to spoil it, but there's no tournament. It's they, they fight each other, but there's no they don't get to the actual Mortal Kombat tournament um in this entire movie, which was really strange. There's some characters that um of course they're from the game, but they weren't some of them weren't in the original nineties movie that I remember. Um I think some of these characters came along maybe perhaps later on, but it's the same basic storyline. Um, from the game, the champions of Earth, Earth versus the champions of Outworld, I think it is, and they compete in a tournament. And if you lose like ten in a row, um, the the bad guys from Outworld take over the Earth and enslave the human race. So that's the so it's all like like Space Jam, though. Tale as old as time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's it, it had some neat stuff. Um, some of the effects were pretty cool, but it's it's uh, it's really. I want to see Mortal Kombat Space Jam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty dumb. Um, as a movie, I mean, it's it's got a few points. You just you got to know what you're getting into going into this thing, and and uh, to say it's a video game as a movie is you know, pretty good compliment uh, for this thing. So pretty terrible <laughs> as a whole. Not All a right. lot made sense. Well, I had a pretty terrible week thanks to a video game. <laughs> All right. Hey, does anyone play Fortnite? <laughs> no, but I've seen... Apparently seen billions, billions of people play Fortnite that I didn't yeah. realize. Who knew? Uh, this week... I, you knew that. I, you don't even say you didn't know that about Fortnite. Nice this trial, week, man. a comic book came out crossing over DC Comics and Fortnite called Batman Fortnite Zero Point. It's a six-issue comic. comes out bi-weekly. And each issue, each individual issue has a code where you can download a skin which I believe I'm using that term correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one was for a Harley Quinn, like a comic book style Harley Quinn outfit. So each issue, there'll be a different skin. And then if you collect all six, all the codes together, I think you, I think there's maybe a character you can download or something. There's some bigger goal at the end here. So uh, no one had this book. No one was prepared for this book's arrival. I was certainly not, and I felt horrible. And and then I realized I wasn't the only shop who who miffed it really badly. But uh, it was sort of it wasn't in the regular catalog. Okay. It was just I, I got an email like, "Hey, we're going to do this Fortnite comic. Uh, orders are due this weekend." It's like, "What is it? What? Uh, okay." So how made so, you order? Well, that not, time not, I not enough. <laughs> that time I literally ordered three copies because I didn't I didn't know what it was. No one had asked about it. I did, okay. you know, video game comics don't really sell. 
So I'm like, I'll just order a couple. Then if anybody asks it, I'll, I'll have a couple back for them if anybody wants it. And then the, the deadline came and went. And then I got another email. Like, um, we're going to expand the, or- the ordering deadline for this because we don't think people ordered enough. So here's more detail. Here's some art about, you know, they, they gave a little more information. And a <laughs> they little tried more to tell you. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> look at it. It's like, okay, fine, I'll order more. And then they announced that Snake Eyes was going to be in the third one. So they had the cover of Batman fighting Snake Eyes. So I'm like, right. okay, this actually might be, this might actually make some news. Like people might be talking about this. So by the time the third one was out, I I up my orders even higher. What are we talking here? What kind of numbers are we talking? I don't even want to say <laughs> because my, I know that's why I'm trying to. Ask. <laughs> because a lot for me wouldn't maybe sound like a lot. Well, yeah, you're you're a, you know, a smaller shop. It's a very you know, small indie, indie shop yeah. here. Yeah, the, the funny, point reading, is there was money left on the table. A whole lot of it. Yeah. So I I started about it was about a week before I started getting phone calls. Because I, you know, I don't know how well they advertise these things before they come out to to the general population, but right, right. they must have started new started getting around because I started getting phone calls. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll hold you on. Yeah, I'll hold you on. I'll hold you on. Like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I was in trouble a week out. So I tried to order more uh, past the deadline, and I still have a bunch on order that are back ordered. So I, I don't know if I'll get any more. There's a second print coming out in two weeks. Two weeks is a fortnight. Uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> wow you sure, uh, yeah yeah uh so i know that but i don't know how many to order but uh so but the way ordering is done it's done so far and ahead of time and the book's coming out so fast i my orders for issue four are already locked in mm. so before issue one came out i had placed orders for one two three and four of six issues so people are going to keep coming back i'm not going to have enough of these ever yeah. Yep. <laughs> until issue five i'll order a thousand of them and then right. no people be will be sick of asking yeah that's so, amazing yeah I, I people i start then about on tuesday the day it came out i started making a check mark of everybody who came in or everybody who called i wanted to keep track of how many i got and i'm like i wow i could have i could have ordered 10 times what i did and probably would have would have been okay but yeah, and I, I don't know I don't know if people are excited about reading the comic or if they just want code or it's a mixture of both. But most of the people who came in or called were people I never seen before. So this this was a hit. The comic industry is always in need of a hit, and this was that and got people to get up off their couch and go to a comic store. And <laughs> be we disappointed. All, we had to turn them all away. It's like go back home. So go home. We don't want you here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's there's a second printing due they've already announced a third printing because again second printing the orders were locked in before tuesday mm-hmm. so uh, there's going to be a third printing so we'll, we'll see they'll, they'll, they'll pump a lot of these out and try to make up this demand so I, I hope the next few weeks aren't bad but i know next week will be because uh you know i ordered fewer of number two than i did of number one because that's how comics work right. nobody buy nobody ever sells as many number twos as number one so everyone who got a number one, there's going to be even fewer people get a number two. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> I hope they send you an email this week. And they're like, oh, remember us? Yeah. We we, we just wanted to uh, send you an email to laugh at you for not yeah. listening to us. 
Oh, but I'm sure for every one of those, you get a hundred emails that are right, for nothing right. that they're trying to sell you. Cause I, and again, not to make excuses, but name a, name a video game that hasn't had a comic, you know, uh, Halo, uh, Mass Effect, Cyberpunk, Dragon Tomb Raider. Age. What was that? Dragon Age. Yeah, Dragon Age. So, like, and they're not huge blockbusters. They're very rarely big hits. So this was the same. And I, reading a, a comment section online, I saw retailers saying the same thing of, like, nobody mentioned this book to me till Tuesday. I had zero pre-orders. You know, I, I never sell this crap. And one guy was like, I have a 10-year-old son. I order plenty. So there, there mm. was a certain <laughs> demographic who knew how big this was yeah, going to be. He had none. But not everybody did. Hmm. Oh, that sounds like a freaking nightmare. That sucks. That re- I mean, Because really you want to suck. be the guy. You want them to show up, and you're like, yes, I do have that. Yeah. You're like, yeah. here you go, kid. This is what – come again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, you lock the door. They're like, it's still daylight. We're closed. <laughs> <laughs> And I heard they're eventually they're going to sell these skins. Uh, like I, heard some, I don't know for sure, but someone said like people with the D, the DC app would be able to get these just in a couple weeks. Yeah, or they'd be in the shop later. So I don't I don't know that they're even exclusive. You're just getting them first. Mm. So I I don't know these hundred dollar eBay prices it might be a little premature. So but you're two weeks. Second printings are coming. Relax. So does each individual comic have a different code in it? They are all polybag, so I'm assuming there's a, yeah. a unique code in each one. Yeah. In two weeks, you may it, it may not be worth anything anymore, but it's a long time in video game times. Kids right. play hundreds and hundreds of hours in those in that Fortnite. Hmm. <sighs> well, that's so crazy. Once, once again, being old backfires for me. <laughs> Damn. Don't be old. I was staring at my laptop, blinking at things, not understanding these kids today. <laughs> Damn. Hmm. All right. Well, let's talk some TV. What in the good Lord is going on? Nothing. I'm just some fellas I play car pranks with. The worst thing about prison was the was the Dementors. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's going to die. There are no strings on me. So if you want to make more money and uh, keep the money that you make, better call Saul. He looks like a panda and a Disney princess had a baby. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Randall! Okay, stay in your room. First, I thought you and the others were gods. Then I realized you're just men. And I know men. You guys, look at my dirty girl. Roll on snare drum. Curtain. Good joke. What are we watching? Did we finish Winter Soldier? Falcon and Winter Soldier? Six episodes total, all wrapped up. A tight little bow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what would you think? I was going to say, where did we leave off last time? We talked about, or was that the fir- uh, episode four? Is that where we left off? Blood on the shield. Yeah, blood okay. on the shield. Okay. And I didn't mention for episode four, <laughs> uh, Wyatt Russell's quote, 
what's with all the knives? Made yeah. me laugh so hard because I'm like he. I was like, that sounds just like Jack Burton from uh, Big Trouble in <laughs> Little China. I'm like, oh, oh wait, oh, that's, that's his dad. Like, it sounded yeah. just like a Kurt Russell line. Yeah. What's with all the knives? Yeah. That's funny. There, there has been things he says that I'm just like, wow, he is just like his dad. <laughs> yeah, that was The Whole World is Watching was that episode. and Since then, a lot has happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed this series. Even though I there were there was like one episode I thought eh, this is this was kind of weaker, you know this wasn't the best. But then I felt like it totally made up for it at the end. I loved the end of this this show. I and I texted you know I'm I'm just like I texted you guys, but I was like Mar- turns out Marvel really is good at endings. <laughs> like, I mean they yeah. just they they. They they do that they have that finish where they somehow wrap it all up but yet lead you know it always leads into something bigger so I, I just love it it's a good series I, I I was so happy in that in episode five when we got um you know it was, it was very heavy on the on on the the family life of Falcon and. Bucky getting that smile back and just when 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 he was finally smiling and, and having a good time again I was just like yeah I was like this is great <laughs> like a happy Bucky that's what all that's all I wanted in life turns out <laughs> man that's so funny because because I got I get a, a the exact opposite opinion from like a guy I work with who is just like is the winter soldier is not the winter soldier anymore he is yeah. just He's got a haircut and he's happy and he doesn't do anything cool anymore. Oh. And I'm like, I could see that too. This I could show... see that too. If you, if that's who you fell in love with as a character, like this dark character brooding with all these problems. And it's like, now he's just solved all his problems and he's happy Bucky. There's lots of, I could, I could see why that turned some people off. Hmm. Yeah, it just, and I had seen uh, or read a lot of other people kind of had the same opinion of as I was watching it. And he, he did, he, you know, you could see like, hey, he's going to be happy again. And you could see the personality coming. And, and I did, I immediately had that thought. I was like, oh, this is the guy from the first Avenger. Like, I forgot what, <laughs> I forgot he was like that. So that was, that was nice. I, I enjoyed that, so. This show was almost could have gone without him. Like this was basically Falcon show. Winter Soldier got a little like the the, you know, the fun buddy cop stuff, but yeah. his story had very little weight compared to you know the Falcon's story and how much he we got his family, we got you know the the the, the Isaiah Bradley character and the history of Captain America and how that ties into it. He, he had a better connection with the villain. So yeah, it's it's a this was supposed to be about two characters, but it really like the bulk of it was was Falcon's story. Yeah, uh, the Bucky got lost a little bit in just being the you know he he was kind of serving. I felt like he was he, he was serving in place of me a little bit in the story. Like he was the guy to they used to show you know he was the white guy that right. you know is oblivious <laughs> to a lot of this stuff happening to the black community. So they used him in that way just to kind of show 
Oh, hey. And you had he's you recognizing had to have him there. I, I I agree. It didn't seem like he did much, but it's like they really look at the comics. I mean, they really follow a lot of the comics, and he's a huge part of that story in the comics. So he was gonna be there, you know. It, and and I really enjoyed all the him and the Zemo stuff too. Yeah, like I felt like Zemo. I don't think Zemo uh, would have been as effective in oh, the storyline. No, they, they're, they're tied together. Yeah. That's yeah. The, you do not gonna get one of those without the other either. So they were trying to do the all. The all Captain America squad here. Everybody that's, you know, yeah. in that storyline. Batroc, Sharon, you know, Zemo, Bucky, Falcon, all of them. You know, they're all, that's what this whole series was. Um, yeah. <laughs> I My first take is that, first off, I'm half in the bag for this anyway. It's my stuff. But I, and there's things I liked about it. I... <laughs> so some of it, it needed to be longer i guess i guess it needed to be longer is that is that what would fix it because the last time we talked a fortnight ago i believe um the guy killed somebody <laughs> had yeah. blood on his shield and now we're talking and he's just happy-go-lucky hanging out with Bucky there you know I'm like what happened everybody everybody in this had a good arc but it all happened so fast you know Bucky from being tortured to being smiley Sam to being reluctant to being cap Isaiah from being get off my lawn to I'm in like everybody had a good arc but it it all just happened so fast oh it it all made sense it all it all Mm -hmm. was logical but you, you could have padded out and, and shown the struggles, especially the John Walker character. We said, is he going to snap right now and go crazy and be a bad guy? Like he never really got that far off the deep end, but I, I yeah, he, he's I, a com- he, he was he, done a disservice a little bit. He was. And I, and I don't know the, that is such a complicated character to try. <laughs> I wouldn't want to try to do what they're doing with them because it was easier to sell a million years ago and uh, for us to like that care to hate that character and then like that character and now it's so complicated politically to even have that character now <laughs> and so like so many people I lo- i've always loved that character and now so many so many idiots are going to glom on to him and <laughs> that's why i wish it was explained better he got to do some he got to kill somebody in a line of duty unjustly and get away with it and look like a good guy now. And it's not, I mean, I don't think they pulled that off very well. Yeah. You know, to, they just let it go. Yeah, a, a person of authority murdering someone while it's being filmed in the street. Like that's loaded right now. Like <laughs> there's a lot that that could convey. And this was just sort of like, eh, they just kind of brushed it off real fast. But okay. What would you guys think of the, New Captain America suit, was, which is exactly what it was in the comics. It was a few years super ago. accurate to the it's comics. I, exactly. I didn't love it. I didn't love it in the comics, so it didn't wow me. But <laughs> it was impressive how how close it was to to the page. Accurate. Yeah, yeah, and that was my big take. Like I thought it was fine. I knew, 
unfortunately knew ahead of time that it was going to, you know, be pretty close to that because stuff had leaked out. But I thought it, mainly it was just like stuff we've talked about. I'm like, look, it looks like it does in the comic book. Like exactly. Like, why don't they do that more? So it just backing that point up. I felt so. I, he used it really cool, I, like, you know, digging the wings in to, to brace the shield. Like yeah. they, they had some interesting things he did with with the wings and the shield and the costume. Yeah, I I, I never loved the costume of the comics, but it's it's totally fine. I think I think I like it better than the Falcon costume he had. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it it looked fake. It looked fakey. Uh, like puffy or something to me, like too much material or something, and it just, and the goggles and the material up around his head and stuff. It just like it's like they were so determined to do that exact costume that I just feel like they needed more time. This felt very first, you know, Avengers cap costume to me. Like it will get better in the future. They're going to constantly <laughs> improve this costume as they go on. So for what it was. I, I I I liked it fine. And anything doesn't that as bright, anything that bright white doesn't it's quite hard look to right do. In, yeah. in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and hard I think that uh, that was because I thought that too. I was like, eh, at first because it's just so much white on top. Like it, it's yeah. just oh, well, a, I such saw a different a, look. I saw a uh, I follow this one Instagram account that does a lot of like. What if they did this? What if they did that? And I thought this person had solved it. And I thought for sure that's what they were going to do. I just was, instead of white, they used silver. And it looked so much better that way. If you used, you know, the white's too much. You know, the silver calms everything down. So I could see them changing that up in the future. Once they, they, they pump this stuff out. They don't work on this stuff as, it's not like they make this well, and then, pick over it for it. They move this truck train is moving fast. <laughs> well, know? not only that, but I think a lot of this show, I, I had read some comics or some comments from the uh, showrunner. He was just saying what a challenge it was to get the show done. And during the pandemic, the filming, the quarantining and just trying to just get it put together was just I such think, a challenge this time. I think one reason also the plot didn't work. I, I don't know if you guys have heard, of, I've heard multiple times that, Originally, the plot was supposed to be a pandemic-type plot, and they changed it because of the actual pandemic and inserted other stuff. Mm. And so a lot of it doesn't fit perfectly together. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I liked you, it, though. What did you think yeah. of the U.S. agent look with the right. final, the final well, U.S. He, agent costume? I, first off, oh, I love the costume. Where's the shield? Get the shield. He for that the battered up bit up shield is like that that issue that I just bought last week or whatever of U.S. Agent. He's stand, he that's the joke. Every issue is his, his shield is all smashed up like that. And in this last issue, he opens up the truck or whatever, and there's just a stack of shields. He just gets a new shield out, and it, like that's what I wanted him to. I mean, when he came out in the black, I freaking loved it. It looks great. He needed to have the U.S. He was, agent. He was so excited black, about black it. and red. Oh, it's the same black. Have, <laughs> yeah, if he if he'd have freaking had that black, red, and silver shield, also it said U.S. on it. Man, it would look. It's gonna look killer. It's gonna look killer. I love it. I love it. 
Yeah, I, I really did. I, I watched that last episode today, and I, th- I just really thought, I thought, man, I, I enjoyed this series a lot more than I, even I thought I was going to. Like it, it was just great for me. Did so. anybody get get spoiled from the of the cameo? No, I did not. Who are we talking about? Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus oh, yeah, showing yeah. up. No, yeah. no, I, I the not. day after episode four. I saw a headline, Big Cameo is going to shake, shakes up episode five. And I'm like, what cameo? It's like, wait a minute. They're talking about the next episode. Like, so they were already talking. They knew something or something had leaked or whatever. Mm. So it was already knowledge that something was going to happen. Well, they, the right, the director or somebody had said it in an interview. Mm. They look forward to somebody and you're not, you don't know who it is. You know. Yeah. Well, newsflash, I'm not a big Marvel person, so even after I watched it, I still didn't know who she was. <laughs> yeah. I had to look we it up. have La Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine, created in the Jim Steranko run. Does that um, ring any bells, Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> created in 1967, Jim Steranko was doing Nick Fury comics. Uh, you know, James Bond, super spy stuff was the hottest thing you know in pop culture so he turned nick fury into the suave spy and he had the contessa as a a fellow shield agent who was you know the 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 sultry spy lady that that type of uh you know black widow type character um who's not actually black widow but she was uh apparently they've said uh julia louis dreyfus was supposed this character is supposed to debut in black widow Mm mm-hmm that was going to be her first time on screen. And then she just, she's back for this. Well, we had to flip this around. So this becomes her debut. And apparently I'm sure they, you know, I'm not sure she filmed, actually got to film anything for black widow because yeah, I mean, they, it, that she could, probably that won't even be in it. Yeah. But in the comics, she, she was Madam Hydra at one point. Uh, she was, uh, she became like a triple agent working for the Russians who wasn't really a Hydra agent. So like she's always been, she was Nick Fury's like right hand gal, but she's also been a villain before. So you can play either way, you know, is she a, is she a just a amoral good guy or is she really a villain that we don't know yet, obviously. Right. And in the 1998 TV movie, David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury, agent of shield, she was played by Lisa Rinna. Hmm. So Julia Louis Dreyfus is picking up the the, the baton from Lisa Rinna. Wow. wow. Um, but she seems very much like I said. She seems like the the, the Nick Fury character yeah. if they're assembling a team of villains, like a Thunderbolts or a Dark oh, Avengers. Wh- team. Whatever do you mean? Yeah, she she seems to be the one. She's going to pull the strings to put together a new version of these characters. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We got. We've got Zemo just sitting on the raft, just begging to start the Thunderbolts. He's like, I picked that book up this week. Here it is. Let's look at that bad boy. The Thunderbolts Omni. Thunder? Uh, I, read, I stopped and read that first issue tonight just to remember <laughs> the whole team getting all the all the glory. And then at the end, we find out it's Zemo and his team of baddies. Taking advantage of the heroes being gone, so good stuff. I, I, it's gotta be. It's obviously that. Oh, I also have Dark Avengers here in case they twist it up and do something <laughs> like that. But uh, 
It's it's gonna be Thunderbolts. I mean, I even think they'll have to they'll call it Thunderbolts. Like, why wouldn't that? It's a good name. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know who 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 do we think? Let's call it right now. Who are Thunderbolts? Are we got Zemo, John Walker? Maybe maybe not. I don't know how that would work. Who 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 else? Come on. Is uh, people are assuming the the other Black Widow, the Yelena. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. The other version of the Black Widow character, yeah, yeah. Florence Pugh, she's great. Huh. I don't know. Well, Pace Pot Pete. Pace, yes. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't picked my players. I guess, but but uh, but I, it feels like it's headed that way. Pretty obviously, we're gonna have some Thunderbolts. We're gonna get some Young Avengers. We're gonna get. But even if it doesn't, like it just it sets this stuff up, and mm-hmm. now it's open. If if the if we go that way, if it becomes a TV show or a film or what, like all the pieces are there for whoever picks them up, and who knows if it's soon or later. Yeah. But it's that's you said, Mar- like Cliff said, Marvel ends stuff, but it never it never quite yeah. ends. It's At all the end, you you saw where they changed. It had been saying the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and now it said Captain America and the Winter Soldier. At the end, there it came up, and it's like, so is that what next season is going to be? Because that's why uh, they well, just announced today. But then they did, the, yeah. Then they just announced today, you know, the that Captain uh, America four film. Yeah. And so that's I that's really coming. like the idea of I'm mixing excited. it up. That they don't all have to be movies. They don't all have to be television shows. Um, they just. It's going to be a little of this and a little of that from here on out. I really like that. I love that idea. Yeah. That if you got a, a story that you can flush out, you yeah. know, if it, versus if you have something that can be a big screen spectacle, mm-hmm. move that to the theaters, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's an exciting thing to hear. And, uh, that, I like, I, I want to say you touched for a second on the Isaiah Bradley thing. That was a great thing at the end and kind of. I was uh, close as I got, you know, a little misty there when he, they were in. You knew, you know, knew they're walking through the little museum there, and you see, you know, you see, you know he's going to have a part in it. And the only thing I hate is that they didn't say. He said, "Now every the, everyone will know what happened to, to you." And I was like, "Why didn't they just say now everyone will know the truth?" The truth, yeah. <laughs> so that would have been perfect. That's the name of the comic. <laughs> Yeah, that was a 2003 miniseries just called The Truth that introduced this character and this idea that the government experimented on black soldiers before giving Steve Rogers the serum. So again, pulling not a, I mean, people know this character, but it's not, it wasn't a huge selling miniseries or anything. It wasn't a, it wasn't a huge blockbuster. It didn't, it didn't spawn a bunch of spinoffs and stuff, but Again, every corner of Captain America lore they are they are pulling from. But I, I just I, this show, I was taking some notes and I was like, I want to say something about the subtext. I'm like, there is this show didn't even have subtext. Everything was on the surface. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even trying to hide this stuff. And like, I've seen criticism before that Marvel, it's too safe. Like, it's pro everything. You know, like you know. Uh, Captain Marvel was co-sponsored by the Air Force. Like they're not going to be critical about the military 
or America. <laughs> you know, these are our American heroes. And this show was like critical of some of this stuff. And I, I just like, it was so powerful. You know, Sam's speech, of course, was a highlight talking in front of the news cameras. That was great. That laid literally just laid the whole thing out uh, flat, but it also gave you that idea. You know, you, you see Isaiah Bradley angry at the world and saying, you know, no self-respecting black man would put on that suit. So that's the last generation. Okay. Sam is the current generation and he's struggling with this stuff. He's not as jaded as Isaiah, but he still has a lot of problems. And then you get Sam's nephews who they see that shield and they want to play with it. And they, 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 they touch it with reverence. So I'm like, we, we, right here, we have three generations and this is trauma and tr trouble and racism that lasts long time. But, you know, as Dr. King said, the arc is bending toward justice. Like, that maybe the next generation can do the right thing. So, yeah, get, getting to see Ooh. him. Get, sorry. <laughs> That's nice. No, that was nice. Okay. Do the yeah, right and, thing. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. The kids call him Uncle Sam. Come on. He's Uncle Sam. <laughs> this is America right there. Yeah. But then, yeah, walking through that, that museum and you get the statue. And I just thought, if, if, that, if, if that moved you at all, if that caused you to have any emotion whatsoever, I want you to hold on to that. And anytime we talk about getting rid of a statue of Christopher Columbus or Robert E. Lee, like this is what we're talking about. We need statues of new people who will make you feel that way and who will inspire other groups of people who have never had statues. So giving other people a spotlight. It's not canceling one history it's celebrating all history so this this was such an emotional moment and this whole show has been about symbolism and representation and multi-generational traumas and all this stuff and like i think it ended on such a strong way of like we can all get behind this stuff and we, we we're all we are all part of the same country even though it feels divided a lot of the times if we do all kind of come together and and recognize these problems that we can make a small step toward curing them hopefully yeah i think they handled that well and they well said by the way and they used uh where you were saying they are been criticized in the past for tiptoeing around not actually coming out and saying things i think they realized that in this moment they couldn't afford to mm -hmm. not just say it not just lay it out we can't have any confusion about what we mean by this what our message is. And I, I've, I've been saying for the last year that I think Marvel has blown me away with how they're will, how they're willing to go there with everything now. And that excites me even more. I, you know, they are well, just beyond yeah. my wildest dreams of <laughs> make, of making me happy with how cutting edge they are with the messages and things. So, yeah, it's we're, it's interesting in the timing because we're seeing, you know, the, Disney, the parent company, um, we're starting to see, because they're exactly what you say. They, they always play it safe, more or less. They never want to come out one way or the other because, you know, that all, we don't want to cut off part of our, our income, you know, our earnings. Um, but just here recently, they've been in the news a lot, just even in the Disney parks with um, 
they have been changing some of the older attractions. I and heard announce, and announcing changes. <laughs> it was that a little viral today. Yeah, that, that article went viral today. Yeah, it some, really did. Some poor, some poor guy. His whole <laughs> life's up to, upside down. <laughs> and, you know and, that? Did you did you see that that uh, that guy that did the IKEA thing I sent you? He did a response to that guy today. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My memes are colliding. <laughs> yeah, they're. This has been an ongoing thing in uh, for the last few weeks with with Disney and Disney fans, especially in the parks. They removed uh, a couple weeks ago. They took uh, Trader Sam, removed him from the Jungle Cruise. They had already announced um, they were going to change some of the scenes and take out, you know, some inv- potentially what s- certainly are offensive things um, to to certain groups. And and uh, the even going back to Splash Mountain, they've announced they're going to refurb it and and take you know a lot of take all the the theming of um, Song of the South out. So that has been happening in the parent company as well. So as we as I'm watching this, I'm kind of thinking a little bit like, oh, they are starting to, you know, there's been a change in leadership um, with with Bob Chapek, who you know most Disney fans hate um, and can't stand the guy. But uh, along with him promoting a Josh Demar, who everybody loves, is is in charge of the parks now, and and we're seeing some of these changes just in the last week. Um, they had announced uh, they have loosened their they've changed some some policies on cast member um, attraction costumes uniforms. So they uh, before in the past Disney's been pretty strict. You know, you couldn't have visible tattoos. Um, I don't think uh, you could have more than like one one earring in each ear. You couldn't have facial hair forever. Things like that. They uh, Josh Jamara may, you know, after talking with cast members, he has loosened that up. Um, they're coming out with general, gender neutral um, costumes on a lot of these attractions. So a lot of the cast members are talking about, you know, for the first time I can wear shorts to work. It's Florida or California, you know, for the first time, because I can, I have a tattoo that I can show. Um, or, you know, I can, I can have a beard in the parks. Like I can be more expressive to who I am. So this stuff is, it's leaning that way. Um, as a company, as a whole, a little bit. So. Yeah. Like that guy, guy said, I'm not really goofy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i like the music behind he puts behind this oh yeah some people some people of our generation are going to take it pretty hard when they go down to disney it's not a wonderland oh yeah it's it's uh, not just their... one guy let me tell you i i oh, have no doubt yeah no doubt don't go don't go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you know how much money I've spent here? Too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, haven't we all? Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, anything else on uh, on Captain America or the Winter Soldier? Or no, Zemo? it was a success. That, I think yeah. all that and a boat repair montage for the ages. Oh man, there was some good montaging in that in that episode. Uh, <laughs> episode five. He's learning the shield. Yeah, it was a montage oh, special. Man, that was good stuff. That took me back. <laughs> back when you used to montage. Yeah, back when back when we had some good montages. 
That's some good '80s montaging. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So the other big, uh, the other big superhero show everybody caught up on on, on Invincible today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this show isn't over. Does anybody know how many episodes we have left in this? Um, one. I Just guess one. One more. Okay. Just one more. And this, the, the final episode should be uh, the big you know, history uh, of, of Omni Man and, right. and what's where, going where on he's here. From. Yeah, yeah. What? The myth solved it. will explain maybe the mystery a little bit. All right. Yep. It's a good show. Good, good stuff. Well, there's a lot good of stuff, stuff that happened. I felt like in the, in just this week's, not even last week's, but just this week's episode, um, kind of revealed a lot uh, to do with you know the robot character and um, the you know some of Mark's getting more heavily into Mark's relationship um, with his girlfriend at, and 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 uh, Adam Eve and and all of that. So. I've, I've, like I said, I have, I didn't read the book, so I've heavily, um, enjoyed this, this new series. I, I'm really hoping that the story continues to where we can get maybe two or three seasons out of this thing, because I, I feel like it's just getting started with this stuff. So, you know, one, one thing it didn't do as well as the book that I liked a lot was basically, the first time something happens at Mark's high school and he has to go change and save the day mm-hmm. and then come back. He's like, Oh, I got lost in the crowd. And his friend is like, Holy crap, you're a superhero. Like, you know, just showing that idea of like, you could never fool these people. Like yeah. mm. every time Spider-Man slipped away in a party and like, you know, his friends aren't that dumb. So it was like, basically he didn't get away with it for one second. Mm. And I like that. I, that, that turning that, trope on its head a little bit but you know they they did that a little bit with the girlfriend that she she had kind of known all along didn't like being lied to but well in the in the episode with the college visit it really kind of surprised me a little bit because i felt like nobody like none of the characters are safe in my mind like anybody can get knocked off at any time i feel like for a cartoon series that's that's an oddity and uh and you know the they've introduced characters and you think it's going somewhere. And then all of a sudden, Oh, they're dead. Like, I mean, just bam dead. So it's a, it's a, it's still a little shocking to me. Some of the, so every time that happens, yeah, here's a brand new character voiced by a big name star. Right. Don't get, don't get attached. That's pretty much it. Like I, I, I get it in my head. I'm like, Oh, okay. So this is going to be like a main, you know, this, this is going to have some story here with this character. And then boom, they're dead. <laughs> Ah, what else are we watching? I want to follow up on The Shield here. I told you guys I finished the first season. I'm now halfway through the sixth season. Oh my gosh. Wow. There's only seven seasons. But let's give you some of the names in this show. First off, did, did either of you guys watch Sons of Anarchy? No. No? Mm-hmm. It's a good show. But Kurt Sutter was the writer and producer on that. And he this is basically where he got his start on here. So I wasn't... Surprised to see his name because the writing's really good. But uh, of course, you know Walton Goggins is great in this. You know, I did. I never knew of him until Justified. So to see a previous version of him, you know, is really neat. 
Really neat. And he's great. Glenn Close, Anthony Anderson, Michael Pena, Forrest Whitaker, Clifton Collins Jr. Just a, a stellar cast of people come through that show. And it's it's dark as heck, but it is my probably my favorite cop show ever. You know, it's just so good. Um, the only hiccup in it that sticks out for this time is they talk all the time about ICE agents. ICE this, ICE that. I was like, we don't call them that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> How did you guys not figure out what to call them? <laughs> oh, all the time. The other show I was watching, was it, I only watched the first episode came out this past week, was Mayor of Easttown on HBO with uh, Kate Winslet. Another great cast, but it is so my jam of a show. Crime story set in one town where everybody knows everybody and unlikable character lead. You know, just it's got so much, you know, promise. And I just, I love that who done it, you know, with weird, they've got a silly Pennsylvanian accent that I never noticed before, uh, but I'm sure it's right. But it's just so weird, going, but going up to the Poconos. Yeah. But they, yeah, they eat watermelon and go to the Wawa and cheer for the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's, right. but, uh, uh, but they, uh, it's just, it's really good. To, you, neither of you guys, guys watched this? I, the trailer didn't give me a good sense of what it even was. So I, I it, it, didn't, it didn't really it, hit my it's radar. A who, because... It's a whodunit. It's a, it's a, she's a cop. And uh, this town, you know, that I'm sure that some people have some dark history and you get, you don't know, you know, we're going to get introduced to more characters. Evan Peters apparently is a big character in the show, but he's not in the first episode. And it's kind of, it looks like basically his first attempt at playing an adult role. You know, he's, he's got like a clean cut haircut and stuff. And, and I'm curious to see what he's going to play. It honestly has a pretty similar plot to, uh, uh, the kid's detective (laughs) that I was just raving about, uh, just about some, a murder and, you know, and, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I really. I, I saw it on H, on uh, HBO Max listed there. I just the like day, that they but... don't they don't tell you exactly who everybody is. You just it's one of those things. As you watch, you learn. Okay, this this is why this person is that, and why you know you kind of walk just by watching. You see the relationships. What I, what's really going on? I'm weird in the fact that like. <sighs> cop shows and doctor shows just um it does like i don't even give them a chance yeah you're looking for fun you're a happy you want a happy story but just as a it's like a general rule with me i don't i've always been that way it's just like cop show doctor show i am out and and it can be a great show but i just there's no chance i'm i'm ever gonna watch it wow okay I am of no help. Two, two of the most <laughs> popular genres yeah. of television. I, so that's why, because there's too much of it. It's been well, that ground has been there's tread. good stuff out there. Yeah, it's I just, don't know. This looks this looks really good. Like this, even, I, if this if this whole series if they'd have dropped yeah. that whole series, I would have called off work that night. That's <laughs> how much I was into it. I was just like, I could just sit here and watch this whole thing, gobble it up. Like so, I always like Kate Winslet. 
I always like her. She's good in this. But even like it's now that I say that, like it's weird that like even like Brooklyn Nine Nine, I'm just immediately like, nope. <laughs> like something in my Keep head her. just goes, Keep cop her. show, no thanks. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Well, yeah, I watched the other uh, big uh, yeah the oh, other oh, HBO show. That's what you're going to say, right? Show. Yeah, the <laughs> the the one created by, produced by, written by, and directed by Joss Whedon that we don't want to mention. That was Joss Whedon. <laughs> the Nevers it came three years ago. A power that mocks God. Those afflicted. Mrs. True? Mr. Dare? Being touched is not a defect of character. There's war. Cops are purists. There's no shortage of people who hate us. Mrs. True and I, we've come to help with that. We don't want more violence. Gentlemen. Might we be civil? fascination. No arm in arm. The touched are not a threat. I take it then that you are yourselves among the afflicted. We don't consider ourselves afflicted. This looked not good to me, so I didn't even I... watch it. I don't like these types of shows where it seems like they have to have, I mean, this is just my quick quick thing. It's just like <laughs> weirdo, steampunk, gothic, gothic, here, people with weird powers, we have to, they've done it. I feel like it's been done so many times. I quit watching them. I said it, it has a, looks like it has a pretty high budget and there's a lot of talented people involved, but after two episodes, it still feels like a, a TNT show or a CW show mm. rather than that Sunday night HBO prestige drama that, that they want it to be. It feels more like, you know, something on what the, the sisters on CW, the Charm. sister Charm. Charm. Yeah, it feels more like a charm type show <laughs> that will run for 17 seasons yeah. and have a tiny audience, but yeah. will be a huge success. But it'll have yeah, a largely female audience. Like I saw people on Facebook, di- different women on it. Well, I'm gonna have to re up my HBO subscription because look at this. This is right up my alley. I'm like, ugh. And there, I mean, there's charm to it. It's not. It's not unwatchable for sure, but Joss Whedon brings some problems. Yeah. He has not been shown in a good light lately, um, but he's no longer the showrunner. He he wrote and directed the first couple, but he's not involved anymore. But uh, the only the only names you might recognize Olivia Williams is one of the main characters uh, from Rushmore. It's got Pip Torrens, who was a hair star in Preacher. Nick Frost from Shaun of the Dead movies is in it for a mm. little bit. But the two main characters are unknown to me. Uh, Laura Donnelly and Anne Skelly could be the breakouts from these shows because they they're very good. They're very charming. They're very interesting. But the idea is it's set in London, 1899. This strange airship passed by three years earlier, and this weird light fell from the sky, and hundreds of people have been touched quote unquote, who have inexplicable afflictions. So they all have mutant powers, basically, that, that were gained somehow randomly. But yeah, it definitely has that kind of steampunk feel to it where there's inventions that are a little too modern and, 
you know, the one girl is her power is, you know, being able to invent and, and, and come up with technology and stuff. So, uh, that's a bar to cross for me. I'm not into steampunk and it's, it's hard. It's, (laughs) that makes it harder for me to enjoy the show. Um, but it does, uh, they've, they've, and it is basically just X-Men. They, they created an orphanage for gifted youngsters, apparently that like, you know, if, if you've been, what, if Didn't you're one of these touch- umbrella Academy, it's, just <laughs> yeah. like, it's a lot it's like, like that. The yeah. Same thing. But the idea is, you know, it's that London Victorian era. There's this high society where everything is proper and images, everything. And then there are these lower classes, females, immigrants, you know, people who shouldn't have power. And the, the upper class doesn't want them to have this power and they, they shouldn't interfere with my life here on the upper side of things. So it has that kind of class struggle idea behind it. And it's it's very feminist. But I feel like I, it's almost feminist in a way from like 10 years ago where to be feminist, you had to, you were Buffy. You, you talk tough and you kick butt and you were really hot. And that's a great feminist show. And it's like this doesn't feel like a post me too kind of feminism. It feels, it already feels a little bit dated, but again, I, Joss Whedon has created like literally four of my favorite shows of all time. So I, I'm always going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, the first season is just 12 episodes. It's going to be broken down into two, six episode parts. So mm. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I, I hope there's a lot to come. But it hasn't really won me over just yet. Hmm. What are the four shows? Buffy, Buffy Angel, Angel, Firefly, and Dollhouse are all. Oh, Dollhouse! In my That's top, what I can think of. Top something. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, the last show on HBO, uh, I think we were all watching, was the the Made for Love. Hmm. It wrapped up. Um, oh, is that season what you were, one is that what you were segueing to him yes that, well i oh, was sorry. attempting to that's okay <laughs> i thought you were get, i thought you were lobbing a segue to me <laughs> that's okay <laughs> seth what's her name i think it's something like Kristen miliotti yeah Kristen miliotti uh yeah so this wrapped up uh season one uh kind of a, did it wrap up better the second time for you yeah a little not much cliff was cliff was like this this ending sucked i was like there's two more episodes <laughs> i was like this is the weirdest <laughs> ending to a season i've ever seen like, see i thought he was talking about episode eight and i thought you meant there were two more after that but so yeah. i was waiting for more i was like oh wait there aren't any more oh yeah. no yeah we were both it. disappointed <laughs> <laughs> I, I was fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I still don't. I'm still not. The book is still open. I'm. I'm not sure what to think about this show yet. It if was fine. I, I can't decide I if it, I liked it or I or I didn't. I don't know. I didn't dislike it. I I, lo- I enjoyed watching it, but I I it wasn't. It, it's very forgettable. It's gonna yeah. It's gonna be gone out of my mind. Yeah, I think the only thing I'm uh, like the only thing not forgettable about the entire show is probably the sex doll. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> but it it was just that was the perfect, you know, the metaphor of the show. Her how she was yeah. the she doll was the in doll. her relationship. Yeah. 
Yep. And they had to come out and say it two different times. Right. <laughs> like, your life's not too much different from this doll. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's what we're all seeing here. I right. think she we literally says, I am the doll at one yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So. Two different moments they have to yeah. explicitly point out. It's like, but we I saw that the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently that the doll, the look of it is based on the author of the book that this is based on. Hmm. I thought, I thought at one point, because it was obviously based on someone and I thought, no, who I thought it looked like that I thought it was going to come to life. I mean, first episode, I thought maybe the technology, the guy's going to say, I can, you know, like the husband's going to woo in Ray Romano by bringing this doll to life. I thought it looked like the girl from rescue, this girl that used to be on rescue me, but obviously it was not. Now they said that they would have to pay someone for rights to use their face ah. to create a new doll. Hmm. And the author said, or they just said, Hey, can we use your face and just not pay you? It's like, sure. So she, she is that they honor the author of the book by making it her face. Huh. Yeah. I, I had not seen all this when you guys talk about it the first time. And I, I totally agree with what you said that there are parts that are just too goofy. Mm-hmm. The, the, the bumbling, yeah, yeah, the, that um, yeah, Hinchman, back a doll, the comedian actor who plays that. They they have the guy who owned the the uh, bowling alley. That mm-hmm. that actor, like they are such broad comedians that doesn't fit. Like right. it, when you when she freaks out about what's going on, that's the funny part. Like you don't need more comedy around it. Like I said, the darker parts of this work way better. So yeah. the tone was just a little bit off of like. This is this part's really silly and this part's really dark. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. Maybe they'll sort it out for season two. Pick a direction. I There's know. a season two. I oh, think so. Crazy. We'll see. That'd be crazy. <laughs> That'd be nuts. Oh well. I did end up finishing that True Believer book. Not that we're talking about books, but I just thought of it. Uh, Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. Life story expose, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> I had just I had just read reread uh, the Marvel ins- whatever it was inside story thing that Sean Lowe or how and uh, I uh it was I just read so much of that and I honestly don't think that this trashed Sam Stan, I mean, so too much. You know, it, it was had some things in there, the other book didn't, but I, it wasn't like crazy i didn't think it made a good point of uh and i had just watched uh what is the name of it? the man who shot liberty violence or is that the title mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um i just watched that and they point that out you know what it um the quote john wayne i think says what it, uh when the legend's better than the truth print the legend Right, right. Um, so that's and that's just freaking Stan Lee to a T. So yes, the man who shot Liberty Valance. Sorry, I, I knew it'd come back to me, but <laughs> wonder why I watched that. Anyway, <laughs> it was pretty. It was decent, but it didn't blow me away. All that's right. pretty much all I got. Cool, good stuff. We did it. What is yeah. uh, what's next on the Marvel docket? Loki. Yes. Yes. And they that, have, I, it's not two weeks from now, is it? Like, 
Because uh, it was only two weeks co- between one. Yeah, they uh, were coming out. Every, it should be May 15th, I bet. Because yeah. I was thinking it was every the 15th. Uh, so it's, it's a little more than a little more than a fortnight. <laughs> yes, just a just over a fortnight away. Um, they uh, but that show could easily be multiple seasons. You could you could see them doing tons, but I expect quite a bit out of that. Also, I think that's going to be a great show. They they've got it's got so much they can do. I think they started filming She Hulk this week. Yeah, also. true. Yeah, so that'll be coming around we're gonna get point. what if at some point yeah. and you know that's gonna be great a lot of good stuff can't wait so yeah we don't don't take you know we didn't cover falcon quite as close as we did wandavision because there just wasn't that sort of plot to to no. dissect and references that had to be explained so I, I i think it was on par it was it was i probably like wanda a little better just because it, it was so different and so mm-hmm. interesting and yeah i did so mysterious. uh-oh I lost you there for a second. Me? Yeah. I, I wasn't sure who was frozen. You both were frozen, so I assumed it was me. <laughs> so, anyways. All right, then. Well, that should do it for this episode. I'm sure we have much more fun stuff planned very soon. <laughs> and we'll be back in less than a fortnight. My name is Jordan Lowe. <laughs> I'm Cliff Barnes. Peace and humptiness forever. Uh, let there be uh, what did what do you eat? Licorice and crackers for all my men. <laughs> Bye forever. Uh, my dad used to always. He didn't know any of the words of the song, except he could remember that he had a nose like a pickle. So he, my dad would always say, when that song would come on, he would always tell Jamie, he'd say, got a nose like a pickle and ride a motorcycle. <laughs> That's a very, uh, your dad thing. To say. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's a word that don't mean nothing like looped it. What, what a <laughs> like, brave, what a perfect line. <laughs> Shoot an arrow like Cupid. Shoot an arrow like Cupid. Don't mean nothing like Lupid. Once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Yeah. Hmm. So that's all I've got for tonight. I don't have anything else. That's it, baby. All right. Is the one you just uploaded the Riverdale episode? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's ready to go. Oh, the only thing I didn't mention, and maybe next time here in a couple weeks. Um. Seth, did you watch that Palmer movie? No. Did I ask uh, that already? Well, you've sent a couple. Oh man, it was it was us. for a Justin Timberlake movie. It was really good. Even though I, what what do you what is it's it? It's like he he was in prison or something. He comes back and he's oh, watching out one. for some oh, some okay. some boy who's like um okay. you know he wants to be like a girl or whatever. Yeah. It? And it, I mean, I watched the preview at some point. I just never, it just, I'm not a big fan of Justin Timberlake. Uh, I'm acting. not either, but I, so, I watched it just like, Hey, we don't have anything else going on. Let's see what this mm. is. And then I was like, Hey, this is really good. Like I'm surprised I didn't hear more about it. So Alicia has been watching the morning show. I love that. And she really likes it. Um, 
It didn't I, get great reviews, but I really like the morning show. I can't wait for more of it. I feel like it has. It's almost got too much going on. It's like got too many big stars in it because it just feels very crowded. It's. I thought it was good. I will. I do want to say this. You said you watched some Ted Lasso. Did you watch the whole thing? Oh yeah, yeah. I watched it oh, yeah. in one night. Yeah, love that. <laughs> I will say this, and not. I didn't see anybody say anything about it other than "Yay, it's back." They released that preview for yeah. season two, and it it makes me hate everything like mm-hmm. i hate my life because that is the war every joke in that preview is the is like worse than anything said in season one of ted yeah. lasso yeah it, it it was terrible it makes me so sad <laughs> if that's the best thing they have to show from season two is those jokes they were all the worst yeah and i and no, i didn't hear anybody complain about it but i was like you all are upset about this right because yeah, I, I we watched... all just told everybody to watch the show because it's freaking great and yeah. now season two is gonna suck i watched Ugh. i watched that teaser and i was just like oh okay i love the assistant coach the, yeah, the beard the, the coach yeah. beard oh my god <laughs> you haven't watched this yet right george oh ted lasso season one is it's, it's medicine yeah. it's medicine it's just you take a dose of Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, they really should have stopped at season one. I think. Yeah, if that be, if that's what season yeah. two is going to be, um, uh, I feel like it just it mm-hmm. already has jumped the shark. But <laughs> but season one was great. So, all right. What is it's that? A, I think Jesse like? just waits for the freaking audio. Yeah. Yeah, he's he obviously listen. It seems like he listens to everything. He just gets to it when he gets to it. But. Right. Yeah, he's too busy to sit and watch a video, but he can on the go listen to the yeah. To you can it. do something and listen to it at the same. I time. sat and watched yeah. his whole video, that fifty-minute-long video of him unpacking his comic. I watched boxes. it live, but I, a <laughs> lot of it. I popped in and out. Kids were funny though. His kid was funny. I like the feet and stuff. <laughs> there was funny things. Uh, it was like oh, I love the. <laughs> I like what he's putting on Twitter. That was what was funny. When he was at the auction, he's like, I'm just going to live tweet this auction. That's what was funny. He was like, oh, there's no, okay, most people don't have masks on. Okay, these guys are fighting over this silverware. I think the guy that, he's like, I think the guy that I had pegged for comics just spent most of his money on silverware, so that's good. Wait a minute, my main competition is wearing the same shoes as I (laughs) I was like, that is great. That was good stuff. Yeah, I saw the shoes and I was like, what? (laughs) That was funny as hell. That cracked me up big time. Hmm. Like, can you imagine Jesse sitting there looking under some guy's chair? Like, oh my god, he's got my shoes. He just looking down, down to see. Do I? Oh my god, I have the same shoes. On. I wanted him to look up and see some guy with the headphone way up here on the side of his head. Like... <laughs> Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, 
at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter or email the show Kapow, the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share.